Excellent. It is the pink after Liverpool have beaten Brighton and Hove Albion by two goals to one at Brenton Park. In front of me right now I've got Josh Sexton and I've got Philippa Smallwood. Other people might emerge, uh, but they might not. I'm going to just play it all by ear. Uh, because Liverpool did emerge, it was Philippa, we can be honest about it right now. It's not quite three points stolen because for Brighton to have deserved all three points, they would have had to play well for 90 minutes rather than just for 45. But ultimately the Reds were really, really poor first half. But they got in 1-0. The damage wasn't as great as it could have been. A couple of smart changes. I feel second half made a big, big difference. Uh, I thought that Roberts in particular tactically really switched on, got Liverpool organised, changed a little bit. But ultimately it's all about Kerry Holland. She scores both goals. Liverpool win the game by two goals to one. And my God, the table looks brilliant. Yeah, I mean, at, at half-time, I'm worried that we're being dragged back into it again because uh, the results in the other games as well was going a little bit against us. Um, but no, they came out second half and it it kind of played out a little bit how I thought it would because Brighton have, you know, they've played two games already uh, since the break and this was our first proper game back. Um, and we always seem to start off slow in these after these breaks that we keep having in the season. Um, and that's what happened again today, but then... It's worth saying they played, Brighton have played a game against Everton, which they won 3-2, and they played the FA Cup semi-final. So they've had two games, and we ourselves are in this position where we haven't played a game of football since the start of April. Yeah, and I know we tried to organise, like, behind, you know, the scenes, kind of, like, friendlies and stuff, but they're just not the same as playing in competitive matches. Um, but then second half I felt you know it, it did kind of go how I thought it would where Brighton kind of ran out of a little bit of gas I felt and did they run out of gas because they worked so hard first so half. hard um, and it you almost felt like they felt that 1-0 wasn't enough um, you know and that kind of like played into our hands a little bit and we we kind of need to remember that you know Brighton you know needed those points more than we did in in you know reality yeah um but no to be to be nine points off the bottom now um and our goal difference to be far superior than those below us i think is absolutely massive and you know i think i think we should all be celebrating tonight you know the fact that we are going to be in the wsl again next season cause for me there's absolutely no way now that we that we get relegated i'm looking up at everton to be honest that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how optimistic i'm getting in, in, in the deep midwinter here in late april <laughs> I mean, it was so called the Press Park. We will circle back around and stop recurring the theme uh, of our conversations, Josh. Uh, we'll do Kenny Holland. Uh, we'll talk about the fact that for the second goal in particular, the pace she shows. But I think all game, all game, something that I think had happened to Liverpool through the season at times where you come up against some sides and you go, why are they so much faster than us? I felt Van der Sanden for the first hour, Holland for the full 90. There was another couple of Liverpool players who just looked so much faster than their opposite opposite number playing for Brighton. And it makes a massive difference. And you also get with Holm there for the second all the quality as well as the finish. She's arguably been Liverpool's outstanding performer here in Stenger, I'd argue, over the course of the season uh, in this division. She's brilliant today and she gets the ball and some of them we get the points. 100%. I think this, this Liverpool side have, have displayed again today. They've got the, the, a real right level of physicality. And I think when you, when you hear the word physicality, you often think, oh, it's strength, it's ability to hold up the, the ball. And we obviously have that in players like Katie Stengel but it's like it's like you say it's that it's that almost quickness of, of, of mind and quickness of, of feet off the line as well and Kerry Holland is, is so so good at that there were so many of those passes in behind where it just felt like Liverpool particularly in, in the early stages of the game to be honest where, where Van der Sanden was down the line 
There were so many times where Liverpool felt like they could get in behind, felt like they could punish Brighton, get into the byline over and over again, even until basically the end of the game there where Liverpool decided they were just going to hold it up instead of putting it into the box. They were able to get down those wings and down those channels so much and, and that, that Kerry Holland switch whenever she does go into the front three seems to cause teams so many problems or whenever she, she sort of advances forward further into the game. She's just she's just a remarkable player. That is, it, 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 the it is unreal. Exactly. Again, on the physicality point, you can talk about, you know, you can talk about strength. In Holland's case, she's strong enough. There's a lot of pace, but there's so much stamina. Every single time you watch her play for Liverpool, she runs for 95 minutes. Yeah, she's such a driving force behind this Liverpool side, I think, and, and I mean that in sort of every sense of it, in that I think she's got the ability to, to grab a game by, by the scruff of its neck now and, and really sort of will Liverpool to win, but literally in terms of the way that she just, she just seems to push this team onwards at times, even when, even when you know, I didn't think Liverpool's response to, to the first goal, to, to Brighton's goal, was was a particularly good one but it still feels like they've got that sort of almost person who can just go right we're going to go from here again we're going to build from here again reset and, and I'll, I'll be the one who pushes forward and, and she has been that for, for so so much of this season Yeah I think she's been massively important um, for us this season I think she you know since she's come to the club um, she's probably been our outstanding player um, I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that if if Kerry Holland wasn't playing in these games, we'd be a much worse side. Um, yeah. And you're right, you know, she does she just drive us on, and you know, she's that engine within the midfield. Um, and again, like Fukunagano, I thought struggled a little bit to get into today's game, um, but you know that foil of those three together, so Kearns, um, Kerry Holland, and, and Nagano is something really to build on going into next season. Um, I really, 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 really hope that other teams aren't seeing what we're seeing in Kerry Holland because my concern is that, you know, teams that are higher up in the league will come in for her. She's good enough to play for a top four side. She, she's good enough to play for them. Um, I just, you know, if I was Liverpool, I'd be playing on, you know, your ass star. You go yeah. to another side and literally just going to be another player. Mm. Um, player. I mean, that, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. She's good enough to play for them. I don't think she's necessarily commanding a starting position, not least because those sides often have a fair bit of yeah. in and out. Whereas for us, she when I say she's played 95 minutes, she's playing 95, 95 minutes. minutes. We need yeah. her for 95 minutes. Absolutely. So... You know, that would be the thing that I would play on if I was Liverpool. Um, you know, and for, for me, I think that she's more than her being our, our top earner. You know, and if that's what it takes to keep hold of somebody like Kerry Holland, then that's something that we need to look to do. Um, but she's definitely the sort of player that you want to be building your side around. Um, and like I say, those, those three in the middle of the pack, I think, are really good foils for one another. And... You know, it's something that I want to see us build on uh, for next season. And then the, the Garner thing's really interesting, I think, in that I think teams are, are, are having more and more of a plan for it and, and it being really noticeable. And I felt like Brighton did that in, in quite an interesting way today. And in I think they were happy for it to have time on the ball, which we've probably not seen too often from opposition sides. But but they all, it was almost like they put a box around her. It was like, we're going to let you have time on the ball, but what, what are you going to do with it? Prove to us you can do something with it. And quite often it was sort of, you know, going going back to Coyo Visto and, and, and trying to sort of almost build the play from there. But, you know, I mean, if, they, if Liverpool can find a way to keep her and Kerry Holland together going into next season, we'd have to feel so good about where we can finish. And that's part of the my, you know, it feels counterintuitive. It was really interesting uh, what they did with Roberts when she came on, Josh, because it felt to me a little bit like when we had the ball in certain areas, she was the deepest wide midfielder. Then when we didn't have the ball, or even when we had the ball in other areas, she would just go and flit in as part of a three. 
and I felt that was part of Liverpool's response to what they were trying to do with Nagano. So then Nagano was able to get on the ball more, yep. and I think that that helped massively as and when that sub takes place. You know, I think that it's it's it feels counterintuitive when you're struggling in the game a little bit to bring on another defensively minded player. I also thought she she was organising them as well. She helped them play out from the back. I, I thought it was a massive, a significant change, and it looks to me as though it's you know. It speaks to Roberts' intelligence as a footballer. I think that she was able to come in and do that. One hundred percent. I think. I think it just really helped the shape in general. I think there was there was a few times in, in this game where you know, as I say, once once Liverpool had almost, I guess, been discouraged in the game, they just they started to get a little bit ragged, and it, it was it was like they knew what they were doing going forward. But whenever Brighton came back onto them and they had to sort of go back into a shape, you couldn't necessarily find it. Whereas from the moment Roberts came on, I mean, it didn't really look like Brighton offered you know a ton throughout the game anyway. But they definitely didn't offer anywhere near as much once once Roberts came on, and, that, and that's that's a big credit. To, to her and obviously but Matt Beard as well for, for, for you know making what is effectively a, a, a risky change to make when, when, when you are a, a goal down or when you are struggling in the game because to, to, to sort of have the foresight to go well we're going to build from this point now but we're going to do it in a really you know not just blatant way not just throwing on a forward and, and sort of going from there They became more intelligent I felt second half Philip, but I don't think there's some sort of moment where Liverpool suddenly start playing markedly better goals obviously change games and they offer assurance to a side first half if you were to listen to the way we spoke about this, you'd think that Liverpool never got near Brighton's final third. That's not true. Liverpool got very close and got around Brighton's box over and over. The issue was decision making when they got there. Yeah. And that was what the frustrating part was. You know, they, they could get in. Yeah. But it was what they couldn't then do. And it looked to me over and over and over and over and over again. Everyone took the wrong option. Shooting when there was one more pass on. Passing inward when there was a ball on outward. The crosses into the box were poor. That was as much of a frustration. It wasn't the idea that Brighton put on some sort of masterclass, was it? Yeah. They've got to be sharper around the penalty area when they get in at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I felt like we needed the half time when it came. Um, and it needed, you know, Matt and Amber really to sit them down and go, like, just calm down a bit. Yeah. You know, because it was like we were we we were kind of rushing things. Um, you see, a few times in particular, yeah, sort of going yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just felt like they just needed to take a bit of time and use their game intelligence in a way to to kind of dictate the play a little bit more. Um, I mean, the first half, the less I can say about it, the better. But I mean. Somebody near me said that they heard me say Jesus more than they hear in church, and I think that just summed it up really. It's just, you know, it was so frustrating. Um, but I mean, they got the job done, didn't they? And they got over the line, and that's the main thing. There's, there's a few good performances in there, whilst even I say the first half when it wasn't going so well, Josh, I thought the Emerald plays ever so well again. Just wins the battles uh, on a regular basis. There was, there was one late in the game where you know, they, they were two on one around a bright and she goes in, she wins it convincingly. And in the end she just ends up knocking it out for a throw, but it was like, I'm fine with this. She just put that right out for a throw right now. You don't need to worry about anything else. Get ourselves reset. And I thought that even when, as I say, there was a couple of times when Brighton were looking like they could break the numbers. Rogue was there. And was, was able just to at least offer Liverpool the ability to, to reset for a minute or two. Yeah, and I mentioned that physicality aspect before. I thought what Liverpool did really well in this game was was, was putting big tackles at the right times. Big tackles sort of set the tempo. And, and Leanne Robe had one of them really early on in the game. She, she sort of, you know, come in in a really clever way, got the ball, but but got, got the player a little bit as well and sort of pushed Liverpool on from there. And there was a couple of them. I thought the, thought the ref probably erred a little bit on, on Brighton's side in terms of protecting the players in some of those more robust challenges. But yeah, like you said. 
And and like overly animated, like she kept going and getting the player's face, and I was just like, pack it in. I find it quite difficult, Josh, to be honest, because you've got sort of saying it, and and you know, for instance, I think she gives a terrible decision to Liverpool when Brighton were on the counter, and she gives a really soft free kick. I think she she acts as though Lee's fouled the Garner, when it's just not a foul at all. And Brighton were three on one, and they were livid about it, Brighton, on the. All that sort of more mundane decisions, I felt as though she was earning a little bit more towards Brighton. It's alright to be biased, I just think it's one of them where you just come away again from a WSL game thinking the stands of officials are just so poor. Yeah, and, it's, and it, like you say, it's the inconsistency, it's, it's, it's not to say, you know, I, I was sort of saying there that Brighton, she felt like she was airing on Brighton's side with the robust challenges, but generally throughout the game there was there was so much that was that was just wrong. I, I thought that the added time at the end was, was bizarre in a sense as well, because I didn't feel like anything really happened in, in added time besides Liverpool keeping the ball, but the ball was in play, and suddenly we were, we were about eight minutes deep before the, before the whistle had blown, so yeah, there was... I, I was it, it, stunned by the book and Lawley. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was just bizarre. And there was, um, there was a Brighton book in the second half where she, where she, she sort of counted around and went one, two, three, four, five, and I was like, well, Lawley just got it for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the other, the other thing that really wound me up as well, and it's something that we've started to see creep into the women's game, and they really need to start stamping down on this, is the goalkeeper going down so that they can make some tactical changes on the touchline. And it's all because the goalkeeper doesn't have to leave the pitch. It happened yesterday in a game, it happened today in our game where the Brighton goalkeeper goes down. And you know the the calling everybody over to the bench while We're giving not them instructions. No, I, 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 it's not. Yeah, it's, a it's not thing, a thing. It's just yeah. a general thing yeah. that I think they need to try and stamp out because I'm not being funny. The only the only real times that the the uh, management should be able to make any sort of changes is at half time or if they're making a substitution. You know, it's fine passing a note to somebody who's running down the line or whatever, but not for a goalkeeper to be going down, like, pretending that they're injured just so that they can have a chat with them. It's it's stretching the rules of the game, and I don't think it's very good gamesmanship at all. And like you say, everybody seems to be at it now. Full cover should play that as well again. Yeah, I mean... Probably our most solid signing, I would say, this season. You know, she's she's the one player that's come in, and you know, you never get less than a seven out of ten from her. Um, and I think that's yeah, really robust. You know, she's almost like um, Steve Finnan was, was for us, where you know, you know what you're getting week in, week out. Um, but time and time again, she's that option on the right hand side. Uh, really good foil for Van der Sanden. Um, and then when we needed her at the end, you know, she's keeping the ball in the corner and, you know, just just really intelligent player as well. Um, I, I, I mean, she, she starts every game. I mean, I think that tells you everything, doesn't it? Because there's, there's other players there who could be starting. Yeah, 100%. I thought she, got, I thought she grew as, as the game went on as well. That was that was sort of one of the important things because I thought there were, there were moments where as, as the game grew, I think Liverpool were probably growing a little bit more, more frustrated and, and, and a little bit losing sight of that game plan but I think Coy Visto was, was again one of those sort of driving forces but not, not in the obvious you know Kerry Holland sense in terms of literally pushing Liverpool on but just being there being steady in the tackle clearing it away when, when Brighton were trying to counter attack down her right hand side I thought it was just a, a, a proper proper right back's performance well, the play we've played a lot this season well I want to talk about the selection and the use of both it's worth saying to be clear that Liverpool do rival the bench uh, the substitute light uh, and we've got two keepers on yeah. the bench as well so we know that there's injuries Minute. Mel Lawley's making the way back and she comes off the bench and looks quite bright, I think it's fair, fair to say. But I found first off the Dowie Stengel 
set up Philippa. I felt like it, it made, meant Stengel, Stengel was the one who, was, who tended to be wide and it felt as though that diminished what she could contribute uh, yeah. in general and I felt as though that we just couldn't quite get, couldn't quite play away into it either but also part of the reason why that was tough was because she was trying to look up the Stengel yeah. and everyone was trying to do the same job at times and no one's going to run away and make it easier for them and you know I, th I think that's something that they're going to have to think about to the market this summer they're going to have to give themselves more options because I think it's fine you know that remains on the books it's fine to have them both you do need some you need the variety yeah. there needs to be another wide option yeah absolutely I mean I would argue at the moment we're better set up to have two up top and literally have like the three midfielders behind them and then play the wing backs because I think Hines and Coivisto are better foils than them playing as a three and kind of diminishing one of the either Dowie or Stengel um, yeah 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 exactly the, it, it, you know it's about finding that balance and you know it's fine because we're kind of in a situation now where you know you can try things out and you can see what's going to work and what isn't going to work um, I mean we were without Yana Daniels today who you know hopefully will be back next week um, but you know I, w I would argue that um, Daniels and uh, Stengel got a pretty good partnership going in the end um, maybe that's something that he's looking to do to, to do with those two but he, ha he had to play van der Sanden today because I mean I watched um, Brighton against Everton in midweek and Poppy Patterson every time anybody ran at her she just got beat every single time and it was the same again today she clearly can't deal with pace and she's um, also carrying a really quite unpleasant looking injury for 15 minutes there yeah, yeah. As well, and I was thinking to Liverpool, just go at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, bless her. You can't do anything if you've not got pace, can you? But uh, you know, it's it's clearly a bit of an issue there for Brighton. Um, you know, and it's something that I think that that's probably why we played Van der Sanden today. Um, but then obviously Van der Sanden had to come off. Hopefully, yeah, it's nothing too serious. That, that looks a bit of a strange one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was her asthma or not, because yeah. it was like it seemed to be a chest that she was holding. She said she was struggling to breathe, so hopefully it's just a bit of an asthma attack that she was having. But um, yeah, I mean. We're a bit light at the back now. Uh, Campbell was supposed to be on the bench, but I think she got injured in the warm-up, so she wasn't even on the bench, was up in the stand. Um, and, you know, Fahey's still out as well, so there's a bit of a concern there if we get another injury at the back as well, which was why it was good to see when Raza came on that, you know, she was so assured back there as well, because, um, you know, that's something that we're going to need for the last few games of the season. But yeah, three points. Three points to the table, the way which the table looks just to run you through. Liverpool sit in seventh, they've got 19 points. West Ham are eight, 17. And then there's a big gap, four points from West Ham, who you think are a no bother in the grand scheme of things. So they then find a four point gap for them back to Tottenham. We've also played a game more, 13 points. Brighton, today's opponent, sit on 12. Uh, Reading have also played 18, 11 points. And then Leicester, uh, bottom of the pile with 10. But it's worth pointing out that when uh, the, the Christmas break comes, Leicester have won the game. Uh, yeah. And now they've, they've managed to power the way up the table. They are down there, a semi bit of a form side. Uh, Reading played today uh, and dropped points in the way in Bale view it, but you know, that's, uh, that's sort of neither here nor there. Liverpool, Philip, uh, just to sort of double what comes next, Liverpool do go to Leicester. Uh, so Liverpool have got Leicester remaining. Uh, they've also um, got themselves the games lined up against them. Chelsea, City, Villa and Man United. Villa 
well held today and having obviously a very good season uh, and look, uh, look a decent outfit. Yeah. Just sort of manage expectations, you know, Leicester beat us earlier this season, but you think that we can go there next week and give them a really good game, allowing for a couple of injuries or anything like that. Yeah. From there, there's every chance that we'll pick up another point if we're yeah. honest about it. You know, I know Josh wants to look upwards. There's pick up another point. That sort of as a, just go back to where we started. Today is dropped up. It's massive. It, I mean, at half time, like I say, I was I was genuinely concerned because what that would have done was pulled us back into it. Because again, we're going away to Leicester next week, and you're thinking we have to win that just to put it to bed. Um, or at least not drop points to Leicester um, and you know it kind of takes the pressure off that game now and it puts all the pressure on Leicester and Leicester have to win yeah points five for Liverpool but what that means Liverpool can play in a way where a points five and then yeah. you never know you can hit the break and you go from there yeah um, so you know it was absolutely massive for us today um, and like I say I don't see any risk now of us of us going down at all which you know if you'd have if you'd have offered me this with four games left to go at the start of the but, season I'd have snapped your arm well, I'd say though Philip and Josh mentioned before about a little bit of experimentation I think firstly with the injury situation but also with the nature of those games remaining against three title chasing sides effectively it makes that sort of experimentation just a little bit difficult for Liverpool of course those will be games that are about rearguard actions and that's fine that's where we are at the minute we yeah. have to improve from where we are but it does mean like for instance having a look at something in attack is a bit like well you look at something in attack it's almost a bit unfair to say we'll yeah. do it against Chelsea away do it against Manchester United do you know what I mean that'll be tough yeah I, I mean maybe it's an opportunity to set up in a way where he thinks he can hit teams on a break or something you know like it's probably, it's probably a one to do the two in to be honest yeah so. yeah I, definitely I mean you'd have your five across the back and then your three in midfield again um, you know I, the, my only concern with that is we did that against Arsenal away and you know we, we basically weren't in the game for the first half at all um, so hopefully he tweaks a little bit of something but yeah it's going to be very very difficult I think to get anything out of those games especially with them being away from home as, against Chelsea um, you know I know we beat them earlier on in the season but they're going for the the title um, you know the four points off United and I'm pretty sure we all want Chelsea to beat uh, United to that title um, but maybe we can beat United on the last day of the oh. season to stop them doing that <laughs> I would love it <laughs> what a lovely Saturday afternoon that is in store uh, on the 27th of May thank you very much Josh thank you Mr Philba player of the match that is Kerry Holland you're not allowed to say Kerry Holland not allowed to say Kerry Holland oh god Koi uh, Visto Koi Visto yeah that's probably reasonable I think I was going to go with Koi Visto but I'll say Robe for, for, for yeah. variation uh, excellent stuff indeed uh, Liverpool women uh, will be playing WSL football next season that was the minimum requirements that they are. Thank you.